Amen. So, wherever you are, God's got something for you today. And the person that is going to deliver the word is Brother Jason. And I invite you, please come and share the word today. Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters, everyone on internet land, I'm coming through your TV screen, computer screen, your phone screen, live through pixels. Praise the Lord for technology. Who would have thought that young people, who would have thought 2,000 years ago when, when uh, John the Baptist, when John the Revelator on the island of Patmos, seeing visions and that. I wonder if he saw TV screens and, and tablets and all sorts of stuff like that. I'm so glad that Jesus has captured my heart. I'm so glad. It started, it started with one lady called Sister Diana. I give praise and honour to her now. Thank you, Sister Diana, for reaching out to me and saving my wife and myself uh, from our sins. Um, I imagine angels were rejoicing that day. Because I was not a nice person. You just asked my wife. But anyway, I also give honour to the ministry team, the UPCA of Australia, those that work tirelessly in reaching into people's lives. And if you're someone out there that's, uh, you feel like you need a change, you need to get yourself a minister. You don't need to be walking around pubs and clubs. You don't need to be walking down the, the streets looking for dumpers. You know, scrounging up some extra money to buy some drugs. You don't need to be uh, even uh, in your own headspace, in your own world, neglecting the people around you. Sin can take us away from reality. Yes. And uh, last time I was up here, and I'm so thankful for Pastor Jacob, um, Pastor Brian, and I served with down in Grace Point down in Twin Heads. My bishop who spent 10 years um, refining who I am today. Um, he's put a lot of hours in myself and my wife. I thank you. Um, I have you know that your, your uh, pastor, Pastor Nathan, is doing a great job. And this is all possible because we are the body of Christ. The church is not just a building. We all are the building. I mean, God planets on the planet to take care of the planet. And it's because we neglected our duty that this world is messed up. And so last, last um, time I was up here, I was talking about coming out of Egypt. And uh, I briefly went over the Red Sea of being baptised and that. And so I'm going to spend a little bit more time on being on that uh, on that word of being baptised, the topic of baptism. It's it's a simple subject, uh, but you know I'm not, I'm not preaching just to the ones that are saved, but perhaps those that are that are looking to come out of Egypt. They need they feel something. They need a change in their life. They know something is yes. wrong. Yes. They know that they have to turn from what they are doing now. And I, my job is to minister to you today, uh, to do the best I can. My name is Jason, I'm just a man, but God is the difference between you and I and yes. where you're at. So if you pray for me yes. through wherever you are, Lord Jesus, Lord, I just ask, Lord, that you speak to this person. 
saved. So if you're watching today through whatever device, I implore you to not just overlook what I'm saying today, even though it's a simple message as it was. See, Noah and his family were saved by water. They were the only ones saved. Peter said in the Old Testament that the waters of the flood came in and invalidated sin, just wiped all the sin out. Nothing was spared. Nothing is spared. Amen. But only Noah and his family were saved because of the ark. God gave Noah a plan and Noah acted on that plan. And because Noah acted on, on a on a, on a some sort of inner feeling, in inner nudging, that, that feeling that you're feeling now that I need to turn from what I'm doing. That same spirit talking to you, my brother, he was talking to Noah and he had to do it enough. And God was patiently waiting while the world around him was just going to the dogs. Peter then goes to say in the New Testament type parable that went unto even baptism now save us in verse 21. Not putting away the filth of the flesh, but the answer, but the answer of a good conscience towards God by the resurrection of Jesus. Now, being baptized is not joining a church. It's not joining a club. It's not, it's not to say I'm a Christian now. It's more to that. It's not like a special ceremony where all your friends and, and family come together and what that does happen. That's not what it is. It's a far more supernatural, spiritual, yes. in, in, the, in the heart type of process that you go through yes. to get baptized. Yeah. Amen. It's not just washing off the filth that you collected in the, in the day for a fisherman, washing off that fishy smell. If you're a tradesman like me, washing the plaster and the paint off you. You know, it's not just washing flesh. It's, it's the washing is on the outside is nothing. It's not more of a spiritual concept that we're dealing with. Amen. The Bible talks about that it's, it's, it's of a good conscience towards God. You're doing this because you have a conscience that is being pulled towards righteousness that God that God is calling you in. God's not playing with your heart, not playing with your body. He's been speaking to you for a reason. Amen. And when you obey that voice, that gut feeling, whatever you call it, it might be a gut feeling, it might be an unction, whatever. I, you know, for me it was a gut feeling because I didn't have a spiritual bone in my body. I wasn't raised a spiritual person. I was an atheist, but I, I had, I had a pulling. You know what I mean? I, something was drawing me, and it came to the word yes. of those that were touched by God, saying, "Brother Jason, you need to turn from your wicked ways. You need to save yourself." So on that day, 
things happen is because they don't come with a blessing, blessing. It's a more honest, it's more fair dignity type relationship with God. They worship him for who he is, Pastor Nathan, my bishop, my brother Chris. Amen. This world became so corrupted, so full of violence and wickedness that God destroyed, decided to destroy the whole world in a flood. You know, that's a pretty heavy load for someone to say, you know what, I'm just going to wipe the planet out. Destroy his own creation. And judge. 
that will God to God of love. How can that be? God loves, God loves us so much. He's a righteous God. He cannot let it continue on. This sitcom time is for a season because he needs to weed out the creation that are great, that are good, the fair income creation of people like you there that have a really heart of gold and just need to be discovered and, and, and refined to the ones that are just trash. Yeah. I don't want to put anyone down. The Bible says that God's not willing for anyone to perish. So don't, don't hang that on his hand. If you destroy yourself, that's on your hand. Amen. Judgment is coming and we need to repent. And you don't need to be in the same condition that you are in now. If you are addicted by drugs, if you have a bad, if you have bad juju in your life, I don't know, I don't know what I can say. You don't have to live there anymore. Come out of Egypt and get baptized in the name of Jesus. It's like a Red Sea thing that I was talking about. We need to get out, and I, you know, it's a, this is critical. And it's your highest priority now that you decided in your heart that you're going to turn away from your sin. It is your highest priority to find a minister of the gospel, a church, an apostolic church. Look it up. There's a website there. Put it in the description if you're not like a fellowship of, of this local page, this church there. But you, my brother, my sister, my friend, you need to find yourself a man of God, a woman of God that can baptise you in the name of Jesus. Because salvation is possible. You don't have to stay in the situation you're in any longer. See, the good news is that our salvation from judgment, the eternal judgment, was the same judgment uh, precept, the concept that, that Noah went through. See, Noah was found grace in the eyes of the Lord, Genesis 6, 8. And he was in. He was, he was part of that wicked generation. He was he just found himself. He was born in the sign of the times. And he, he, he had this feeling that something was not right. And he heard the voice of God and started acting on the voice of God. And I declare to you today that not just Noah found grace in God, but we all find grace in God. See, Noah is the same same God as we are. There's nothing special. God's not a respectable person. You know, we all hear the same voice. God is reaching out us to us all. Now, there's different versions of Christianity and my job is not to, to bash anyone. But grace is not a thing that gets you off the hook. You say, oh, I'm saved now. That's it, I don't have to try, you know, I'm off the hook. God will automatically handle anything I'm doing, you know. You know I just believe in God and, and God will do the rest. Well, that's just lip service. You know, I can say I love my brother Chris, but if I don't respect him, respect him and honour him, then it's just lip service. See, no one was saved by Christ, but... He was saved by Christ because he heeded God's warning. He spent several decades building the ark. He made the effort to gather all the animals and, and brought his family into
into the ark before the flood even began. Amen. He didn't sit idly by and think that once saved, always saved. Amen. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been saved. Some of us think that just because we, have, we do some sort of religious ceremony, that we just put our feet up and we, we catch the, the, the bus to heaven. You can't, you can't ride the bus to salvation off your pastor's back, off your wife's back, your husband's back. Someone who shared, you know, what you did 10 years ago, what you did yesterday. Each day is a day of salvation. We need to, we need to make sure that we feed deeper with what we're doing. He could have said, hey, I'm not saved by my good works. I, I built the ark, I gathered uh, people and, 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 and animals. Jeez, I, I read the plan, I followed the plan. But it's not by works we are saved. Are we saved? We're not saved by our own doing. Amen. So Noah had nothing to boast about when he said of myself and my good works, because here's the thing. What happened was he simply obeyed God's plan. And because he simply obeyed God the grace for him to build the ark all the tools that he needed, Of the 
the, the ice glaciers at the north and south pole. We have fossils in, in desert lands and stuff like that. There's science there. So don't let anyone pull over, pull wool over your eyes and say that, that there was no such thing as a Noah's flood. And Genesis 7 uh, verse uh, 10 to 12 says, It came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. And on the sixth, on, on the six hundredth year of Noah's life, which is actually a long time, after In the second month, the seventh day of the month, that same day were all the fountains of the deep, uh, great deep broken up and the windows of heaven opened up. See, just in Noah's uh, day, signs and wonders would be shown again. And for us Christians, it's like a, a signpost. And I don't know how much more signs that we have to see before it happens. I can't tell you when God's going to come back, when the rapture's going to happen. I don't know. You know I may be hit by a car and my life may end. But see, this the worldwide flood took everyone suddenly. It didn't, it didn't have, okay, alright, I'm going to give you, it didn't say like, I hear people that say, well, when I'm about to die, I give my life to God. I mean, if I'm God, I'm, I always think, I look down and go, brother, you think I'm stupid? You think you just repent because you know you're dying? Like, you can't mock me, son. You can't mock God. You need to be fair dinkum. Amen. And that Peter says this, that the his family and eight souls were saved because that same water that drowned out the wickedness back in his day, right, and lifted him, lifted him and his family and his ark up out of safety during the flood, Jesus declared that the Noah flood, that the flood that Noah experienced in his generation was a foreshadowing of what we are going to go through. We can learn the same lessons. Matthew 24, verse 37. Right? But in the days of Noah, were, they shall be also coming, Son of Man be. Listen this, highlight this in your Bible. For as the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking. Maybe they were in your isolation. Marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And this is something that we need to underline, right? And this is something that we, if we even if we think that we are saved, we need to be mindful of, right? Verse 39 it says, And knew not until the flood came. Yes. We have weapons of war. We can blow up our own planet. We have atom bombs. We, we, we don't even need the, uh, uh, a third, third party to wipe us out. We often wipe ourselves out ourselves. Amen. But God waited with long suffering and is the 
waiting for you too. So don't waste God's waiting, right? Peter says that God was waiting for so long he dealt with the ancient world of sin. Decades while Noah was building the ark and the preaching of righteousness, God gave everyone space and time. He's letting you collect your thoughts. He's letting you to get your act together. I just pray that you don't take it for granted. Amen. I just lost my place. Praise the Lord. He gave everyone a chance to repent. But suddenly judgment came. And then there was time no more. And it doesn't have to be an end days. It doesn't have to be the four horsemen of apocalypse. Like I said to myself, you know, I could die tomorrow. Like anyone could die. You know, judgment is when we go, you know. So it's time. But this is something that Jesus did say, though. That the judgment that happened with Noah, our judgment, the judgment that we're going to experience, is going to be so much more severe. It's not like, it's not like the rainbow flag that's been molested today. Right, was a sign of a promise that God will never flood, up, flood the earth again. He says he's going to destroy the earth by fire. I can't fathom that. The Bible says like their very elements will be dissolved. And there's no escape from this. It's coming. We've got bad juju everywhere. We've got bad things happening. And it's going to get worse as less and less righteous people are left on the earth. Like you know this day, we only have, the only way that we can be saved today is to obey the salvation plan, salvation plan of God. And, and Peter, though rough as he was, he was a very smart man because he preached, right? He preached that baptism was absolutely essential. He was one of the first persons that preached in the apostolic church in the book of Acts. Peter says that it's not just the putting away of flesh, not just an outward getting wet and washed, but it's a washing of your heart, of a good conscience, an inward, an inward work that God is doing you, doing inside you for His Spirit to be accomplished. We obey the plan of God, we submit to the waters of baptism, just like Noah submitted to the plans of the ark. And we can save our families, church. We can save our neighbours and our friends. And I, and I say this as a caveat. Beware of anyone that says to you differently. Uh, an interpretation that is not there in the scriptures. You can read for yourself. Amen. Amen. Baptism is not just a denominal thing. It's not just because we have to Christians that it's just for us. Or Baptists or whatever, you know, it's, it's it, whoever you are, whatever your domin denomination is, baptism in the name of Jesus is the same. Amen. Amen. See, baptism started with John the Baptist, it was the beginning of his ministry, and it continued with the ministry of Jesus, and it was practiced universally, and everyone in the New Testament took the command.
baptized of the Lord. If you go back to Jesus' final words, when he, before he left his disciples, before he went into heaven, he said in Mark 16, uh, 15, verse uh, 16 says, and he said unto them, Go ye all the world, preach the gospel to every creature, to every person. And you may think you're a dog, you may think you're a rat, you may think that you're scum. Well, God, we say that we need to preach to you too, because Jesus loves you. And he says this in verse 16, my friend, he says, He that believeth and is baptized, oh, I like that in the Bible, Shall be saved the Lord. Amen. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And I hope that no one believeth not. Because I do love people. And I want to make sure that you and I can rejoice together at the end times in heaven. That is why that I'm making no apology. And my apostolic brothers and sisters, my pastors and great preachers, no apology, they'll tell you straight you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of the sins. And I can tell you now, ring me up on the phone, even if it's 12 o'clock at night, and I'm fast asleep. I, I, I'll bet a cherry right that my bishop and the pastor here, that the ministers around you would get up wherever you are, whatever time of day it is, and baptize you. God comes upon you and gives you that need. Because we don't want to see anyone toil in Egypt anymore. It's time for you to get out. It's time for you to step, step out of your Egypt. Amen. Never forget that, my friends. That even though the first century church did it, we still do it today. It's not something that our forefathers did back in the old days. We go, well, that was good for them, but we don't do it now. I was baptized in the name of Jesus. You were baptized in the name of Jesus. You were baptized in the name of Jesus. And, and I know you were baptized in the name of Jesus. And I'm a witness. Not only to myself, but I know each one of each one of your testimony that God has done miraculous things in your life. Simple plan. Not to forsake each other at this time of the 
coming. But we need to hear what God says and follow the simple plan. Baptism was part of every conversion, not just today in the Bible church that I'm in now, but in the whole time Bible of the book of Acts. You're going to have to move fast with this one, scripture person. Let's go. The Jews were baptized. Amen. In Acts 2.41, the Samaritan were baptized in Acts 8.12. They were baptized. Simon the sorcerer. <laughs> wow. Acts 8.13, he was baptized. The Ethiopian eunuch, he was some sort of spiritual dude, right? In Acts 8.38, uh, he was baptized. Saul of Tarsus, the one that even murdered his own people, right? In Acts 9.18. He was baptized. Amen. Cornelius, another religious person, he, he um, in Acts 9, uh, verse 18, says that he commanded them to be baptized. Linda, nice lady who, who was really good at making purple stuff, right? She was baptized in our and a whole family in Acts 16, verse 33. In that same night, right, when the jailer, right, the jailer, when they had Paul and Silas, there was a massive earthquake. He was baptized in Acts 16, verse 33. You know what, something? He was changed by God so much that he even dressed the wounds that was inflicted on God's people, his disciples. Where the jailer had them imprisoned him, he was now attending to their wounds. So there's hope for you yet if you've been persecuted. You need to get that person that's coming to get you, that's got that hate mail, and he's got your address, and you need to get them and tell them, hey brother, you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And maybe these guys will have a nice forgiveness and share cups of teas and scones and make peace with each other. Amen. The Corinthians in 8, uh, verse 18 or verse 8, they were baptized. Right? The Ephesians in Acts 19, verse 5, they were baptized. Amen. And it's so important. If I'm young, this is so important yes. because it will change your life. It changed my life. So I get all fired up when people's lives are changed. I feel their excitement faster because when I think about the goodness of Jesus, whoa, and what he's done for me, I need to shout out. Multitudes of sins, multitudes of bad Jews are being swept under the blood, under the waters. When you accept God, when you accept His salvation plan, and you take heed and get baptized today, Amen. Amen. You won't find anyone that will say to be baptized here. There's no name under heaven which we may be saved. There's one verse. There's one verse that says that uh, Matthew 8, 28, I think it is, it says the you know, name of baptism. It's a singular, but lots of people get tripped up on that. Dude, there's no other name, mate, where you must be saved. It's all the same. It's the same. It's Jesus' death, burial, resurrection. You just celebrated Easter. Pass that on, my friend. 
Right, don't, don't trip over over traditions of men or what's, what you heard. Just read the Bible for yourself. Amen. So don't delay. Right? Go act fast again because I'm going to rattle this off because I'm probably going over time. Acts 2 says the same day. Acts 8 says, and they were believed. When they believed, they were baptized. And also in Acts 8, it says, here's water. What would hinder me from getting baptized? You don't need a special pool or church baptism tent. You can get baptized in a pool of water. All you need is a body of water. Right, in Acts 16 it says, that same hour of the night they were baptized. I've heard that one. Acts 10 it says, then he commanded them to be baptized. Acts 19 says, when they heard this gospel, they were baptized. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me, my friend? In Acts 22 it says, and what, what? Acts 22 it says, what are you waiting? What are you waiting for? Get out and wash your sins in baptism, calling upon the name of the Lord. It's a question. What are you waiting for? Why are you playing? Don't play semantics. You may think, hey, hey, you may think you're not ready. You may think that you've gone too far. There's no going back. I am telling you, there's you're not. You just have to take heed of what God said to you today. Amen. Baptism is so important. Amen. Amen. It's for the remissions of sin, so it goes beyond what your baptism was. Okay, you were baptized in Father, Son, Holy Ghost. That's great. I thought it was cool because you were a good person and you're willing and your ears are open. There's a more perfect way, right? John baptism was a prayer loop, right? There's a more perfect way, and that is to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. So it's good that you repented. You started walking out of Egypt. That's great. Now the time is for the remission of sins, right? Now's the time for the remission of sins. Peter said it, right? He said, he said this in Acts 2.38. Peter said unto them, right? Famous scripture, right? Peter said unto them, repent, underline, and be baptized, underline, every one of you in the what? In the name of Jesus Christ, bold letter, underline, Jesus Christ, God, help me out here, right? The Samaritans in Acts 8, verse 
and just doing what is commanded of them. And it's God's grace fills in the gaps. John 9 says this, And he said unto him, Go and wash the pool of soul, which is interpreted by sin. Which is interpreted by sin. And he went his way, therefore, and washed and came back sin. Now you may think you're blind right now. You might not get what I'm talking about. But if you just simply start walking today, just start walking, just walk one day for the next. One step in front of the other. Just start walking. And you will see like I did. I didn't see straight away. I was an atheist. You will be able to see. It wasn't walking to the pool that healed him. It's not like walking somewhere to the public pool or the slides beach. It's not like you're, you're walking and you get some, some exercise that, that healed you. What healed him was, and what cured his blindness was, that he just simply obeyed the Word of God. The Word manifested in the flesh. He just started obeying Jesus. You don't have to be intelligent. You don't have to be a scholar. You don't have to claim to know it just have to start walking. Naaman would still be on that boat to this day. He would have died if he hadn't heard and obeyed the word of the prophet. So I don't care what you think of me. No, I don't think if you think highly or low, if you think of me a prophet or not. Right? If you just hear these words, right? just like what Naaman did. Naaman was a leper. He was dying. Right? He dipped seven times in the Jordan River and he was clean. He just started start attending church, find a good apostolic church, a good pastor to connect and just let them speak into your life and ask questions and let them teach you and guide you. Let be shepherded by, by, by God's people and he will heal you. Right? You may think things are falling apart right now. I think, you know, Jace, things are falling apart. I don't know how much I can hang on. Get to church, my friend. Find someone to baptize you. Because leprosy was a thing when body parts start falling off. Hey, man. It's, uh, you know, I haven't experienced it. I don't know, but it happens. Amen.
We just started walking, hey mate. We just started walking. Amen. And I thank God that we are blessed, each one of us, as individuals. That day that we said, hey, hey, I want to be baptized. I want to be baptized in the name of Jesus. The day that we were baptized was the first step of the rest of our lives. It was the first step to a great journey. Yes, there was winding roads and ups and downs. Difference is just in one life. You have God and His Spirit working within you. Though He makes room for the supernatural. Romans 6 4 says, Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism. Thank you. 